Our world is full of risks. Car accidents, hurricanes, health problems that can cause unexpected medical expenses, and even large losses of income. There are so many parts of our lives that can push us backwards financially. But today, we're going to talk about some ways that these risks can be reduced or completely taken away, not from the events happening to you, of course, but rather from these things hurting your financial plan. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. CJ Burnett and Tom Seco here. We are the owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors. We speak nationally at veterinarian conferences and schools and are fully licensed financial advisors. For those of you who are not aware, our goal is to improve the clarity and confidence that veterinarians experience within their finances and help them to a point in their life where they can choose to work, not have to. Preach it. So for those of you who are listening right now, let's imagine. Imagine your lifestyle and everything that you love doing just stop. Mm like your ability to enjoy the newest restaurant, or maybe there is a, a country or a state that you've always wanted to see. Maybe you're someone who enjoys buying clothes or you have the latest and greatest phone. Your mortgage or your rent, like how would that be covered? Those are a lot of things that like if our lifestyle were to stop, how would a lot of that continue to keep moving forward? It's funny because in certain economic environments, things can change pretty drastically overnight. An example was when the country shut down with the coronavirus quarantine. Right. But what if like your income was reduced or stopped entirely? Like what would you do next? Sometimes the question to ask yourself isn't how much insurance do I need, but rather how much insurance do I want? People lived without insurance hundreds of years ago. They were able to do all the things that they enjoyed doing and didn't think twice about needing insurances. The people from hundreds of years ago, what did they do? Well, they just accepted the risks. Like if life had risk and like they just, I mean, they just dealt with it. Like, you know, like they didn't have insurance, they didn't have auto, like they didn't have cars. Right. There was no need for auto insurance. What, what about, what about horses? Well, I don't know if there was horse insurance. That's actually a really good question. <laughs> um, well, now I don't know. Now I'm questioning all of reality. Um, all of what I thought to be true. So like, yeah, pe I mean, people just didn't have it. You don't have to have insurance that isn't legally required. However, you might want to investigate what's available to you in order to defer areas in your life that you prefer not to absorb. Some of the insurances that we look at, or let's just say protection in general, because a lot of times people will look at protection as being insurance, but protection is just more than that. And there are some that are required in certain areas, maybe certain states or even nationwide. And one of them is auto insurance. Everyone is responsible for an accident each state that you're in, if you get in a car accident, you will be responsible. In some states, they require for you to carry coverage. If you live in Florida, you know what that's like. Uh, and it's not only when it comes to having auto insurance, like most people will sit here and buy a vehicle or at least one and they'll say, well, I'm fully covered. It's always so interesting when people say that. They're like, I'm, I'm fully covered. But what happens if you were to get sued? Like what happens next? Uh, or if someone doesn't have enough coverage or they're not carrying any coverage, if they're, they're that one person and so many that doesn't have any coverage. Or homeowner's insurance. Usually whenever you have a mortgage, the company will require for you to carry some type of coverage. Well, because right. you're theoretically on the hook. That company giving you the mortgage is covering you. So they want to make sure they're protected. Right. And of course, after you pay it off, you could choose in some, some instances to just drop the coverage. But what if your but roof what? falls, gets ripped off due to a storm or... Uh, let's say that uh, 
Well, like when you, I mean, if you, to, to go to have a house that's worth a few hundred thousands of dollars and then like try to save like what a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars a year on insurances, like that, don't even, I don't think that even makes sense. Another one is professional liability. That's a coverage that if you are a practicing veterinarian, there is a certain amount of coverage that you're going to have to have because, well, people might try to sue you. Like that's just something that happens out there. And then health insurance. Health insurance was something that was required and then not required. And then some states is required. In some areas, it is required by law. When you don't have it, it can be bad if you have some sort of huge event that pops up. And medical expenses could potentially put a strain on your checkbook. And that's why they try to push people to have that type of coverage. And those are ones that, these main ones are usually what people might require to have, like not say need, but required to have. And then there are certain protection items that people tend to either, they get it and they neglect it. There, there are also protection items that you're not required to have, but you might want to have. So like, so one of the ones that we typically run into with a lot of veterinarians is disability insurance. They might have disability insurance through a group policy or through the association. They, they might have an individual policy. Like veterinarians can actually own a policy outside of their work, outside of the association. And there's actually an article that's on our website. If you want to go view it, feel free to check it out. It was written a few months ago. And it's specifically on the three different types of, of insurances that are that are offered like disability insurance. And then kind of goes through some of the details of how those insurances are different. There's even life insurance. So life insurance, like there's group, same, same thing. You can get, get group, you can get it through an association, or you can have an individual policy. Life insurance is a little more complicated, I think, in some ways, because there's so many kinds of life insurance, whereas like disability insurance is complicated in how it defines disability. Legal documents, that's, those are things that you get whenever, what should happen to your stuff if you passed away. But there are some legal documents that you might want to think about getting even while you're living so that in the event that something bad did happen to you, doctors know who to go to for your medical care. And there are certain delegation powers that you can give other people for financial reasons in the event that you can't make financial decisions on your behalf. What about if, even if they have children? Like how would that play in the factor of it all too? Right. So there's trusts, there's wills, there's things out there that, you know, you can, you can talk to an attorney and, and interview them to find out what legal documents are appropriate for you. But, you know, a lot of the times you can use legal documents as a way to control what happens to your stuff and some of included in your stuff are your kids. There's also long-term care insurance that, you know, so when I was 16 years old and my dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's, you know, he, he ended up passing away when I was 18. So he, you know, he had a type of Parkinson's that progressed pretty quickly, but had he, had he lived for, for a few more years or, or if he had gotten to the point where he needed 24 hour care and my mom and I were not available to provide that, then we would have to put him into a facility or even hire a nurse to come to the house and take care of him. And so long-term care is that type of insurance that you get so that if you do get to a point where you can't take care of yourself, you might be, it doesn't necessarily have to mean when you're older, like it can, those things, those freak accidents sometimes happen for people who are younger. And so long-term care insurance is that type of insurance that comes into play in order to make sure those expenses are taken care of in the event that something does happen to you and you need help. And to add to that as well, there it's not only just for the factor of, you know, there's policies that are standalone out there that you could buy. And then there's also ways to include it within other insurances or other types of vehicles that are out there. You can include them as a bundle in a way. Uh, so if you ever were looking to want to get some coverage, there are multiple options for you. 
Yeah. And, and I think just to piggyback on that, just try to be, for those who are listening to this, like you really want to just be aware of the options and what the details of those things are. Because there are there are a couple different types of long-term care insurances. And you just want to make sure that whatever you're buying is is what you really think you're, you're buying. And then I think the other one that typically comes up a lot, Tom, is uh, umbrella policies, right? So those umbrella policies are, are policies that you can get to increase your liability coverage above what your auto insurance is. Now, some of you are going to probably sit there and say, well, why would, I, why would I need to have more liability coverage on my auto? And the answer to that is you could get into a car accident that is so bad, your auto insurance company actually is not providing you enough coverage to cover you. And you could be coming out of pocket beyond what the insurance company is going to, it's on the hook for. So umbrella policies are, are a great thing to look into as far as what do they do? How do they work? And should you, should you want one? And should you, should you get one? Now, I, I know some of you out there who are in states that allow for umbrella policies to have uninsured motorist coverage on them could also be investigating in those. So Florida is one of the states that allows for uninsured motorists to be covered right. on umbrella policies. But there are states to just consider like you might be in a state like California, where I don't believe, and I'm not, we're not licensed in these areas, but I don't believe that California has that option. I don't think they offer uninsured motorists on their umbrella policy. So you can get an umbrella policy, but it's just for liability coverage. Well, and, and a question that people bring up to us a lot when it comes to umbrellas is where do I get one? Typically, this person you want to talk to is your auto homeowner insurer, like ask them. People, whoever you go through, just say, hey, look, I want to look for an umbrella policy, or if you have an independent agent, just go talk to them. And they'll be able to get you in the right direction of what you should be looking for. A lot of times people will be like, well, what is the purpose for all of this protection? And the mean, sometimes when we talk with people, they will say, well, it just costs a bunch of money. All these insurance companies are collecting premiums, which it is true to a certain degree, depending on the insurance companies you go with. Like, you know, there's a lot of different things on there online that you can read about. But the biggest thing about it without insurance companies, a lot of these different risks that are out there, they would fall on all of us as individuals. And of course, companies do make profits from the premiums and they pay out claims. And collectively as a whole, we keep the system moving. The, the main purpose is to protect our income. So protecting our income is super important, like our lifestyle, as we we're talking about earlier today. Hopefully you were able to visualize what your lifestyle looked like, because that's, that's something that everyone wants. Everyone wants to keep. And typically veterinarians will spend about 10% of their gross annual income on all of their insurances. So like auto, home, umbrella, health insurance, long-term care insurance, disability insurance, life insurance. Like if you added up all of the insurances that people pay for, it tends to be around about 10% of their income. Obviously, you know, as your income goes up, you have more to protect. So, you know, instead of a, a $1 million umbrella, you might have a $3 million umbrella. So even as your income goes up, sometimes Sometimes you might find that your costs will go up in order for people to optimally protect themselves in the event that one of those things in those areas did happen and, and caused them significant setback. Right. And, and the idea for protection, primarily when we look at from an insurance standpoint, because there are protection items like we were talking about earlier, like legal documents, it's not something that you have to always do. Of course, when your life changes or whatever happens, of course, you want to make sure you update them. But from an insurance standpoint, the main concept, the idea is to shift that risk from you that you could potentially be on the hook to someone else. And that's the insurance company. Is there a way that we can take, you know, a couple pennies per each dollar and shift whatever that loss could be to us that could change or alter our lifestyle? And most of the time people will look at the coverage and it will be highly outweighed by what it costs them versus what it's actually doing for them. So let's think of 
an event that could happen, like a car accident. And, you know, let's say you caused it, like you, you caused a car accident, you hit somebody and now, you know, they're, they're in a place where they're not going to be able to work for a few years. You could be getting sued for not just their medical bills, but also for the lost income that they've, that they're now going to incur. So if you're getting sued for a million dollars, like what, what does that mean for your lifestyle? Like what, what about your auto? Like how much insurance do you have on your auto insurance? Most people struggle with even answering the question of understanding what liability limit they have. Once those events happen, we can't go back in time and adjust our coverage. Like it's too late. If we had a time machine, right? That'd be an entirely different story. We could go back, we could change it all. We probably would avoid the, the car accident altogether, right? You're telling me you don't have a time machine? No, no, not yet. Well, it's in the shop. It's in the shop. It's in the shop. So yeah. back to the future is not real then? Uh, apparently not. Oh man. Okay. Well, I, well, it's in the shop. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe area 51 has one. So as events happen, you can't go back and adjust your coverage. It's too late. It's done. You can call up the insurance company and say, Hey, can you increase my coverage? And they would likely say, absolutely. We can increase your coverage now, but the event that just happened, we can't cover that. We can only cover what we originally had in place for you. When it comes to legal documents, first off, we are not attorneys. Full disclosure, we sometimes look like them because we dress in suits, but we are not attorneys. So in our opinion, you should go talk to a, an attorney, sit down with one that is licensed in the state that you're in and ask them, what do you need? Do you need a will, a living will, power of attorney, healthcare surrogate? They all serve a particular type of, of purpose, right? And have them guide you through the process as far as what you actually need. Believe it or not, they're actually pretty simple to set up. You would contact the attorney in your state, go sit with them, have a meeting. If your life is not too complicated, there are alternatives that you could look at doing, maybe even legal documents online, but we don't typically recommend that. We recommend sitting down with an attorney and actually seeking out legal professional advice. Some of you might even have this available through your school, like if you're a student. We've all heard horror stories where something goes horribly wrong in someone's life, and the insurance company who's supposed to be the ones that provide them with a solution to deny, giving any, deny giving any assistance. And you know some of these things that we've talked about, you might want to go look at starting to do right now, but you don't have to like physically implement everything right now. What you should really be doing is investigate what is appropriate for your circumstances. Take an inventory of everything you have, take an inventory of things that you don't have. And then based off of what everything that you've been able to organize and get together, take into consideration what is the risk at, at hand. And if you don't have the right tools or resources, there's things that are online, there's other things that are out there. Uh, you can always reach out to us. We're more than happy to, happy to talk. And in a future episode, we're going to discuss how much protection you should be looking at getting. And some of the areas would be around disability, life insurance, which then you could translate some of those over to other parts of your financial life. If you found this episode to be useful, real quick, right now, grab your phone, open up your phone, grab it real quick, go and click the share button in whatever, whatever platform that you're using and send it to someone that you know through text or email. So open up, share it, send it to someone right now so they can also enjoy this. This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Seco, wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.
CJ Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purpose only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. 2022-140765 expires July 2024.